you, if anybody wants to share, what are the three, like one to three things that God's really laid in your heart that you have really taken as nuggets of truth, right, in Daniel. Okay, I don't care it's from Daniel 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way through 12. Okay, but something that is a takeaway that is just going to stay with you forever until you see Jesus face to face, right? So let's pray. Lord, we come to you. And we worship you and we adore you and we love you and we praise you because you are worthy to be praised, Lord. And I just praise uh, you, um, all the heavenly hosts, Jesus. And and I just thank you that we can uh, glorify your name here today. I thank you that uh, from you and through you and to you are all things. I thank you that uh, we live and breathe and have our very being in you and that you inhabit the praise of of us. And how sweet is that, Lord? Help us to um, live with a grateful heart. Help us to live like Daniel did, that he purposed in his heart, he resolved in his heart, he purposed in his heart to just do the next right thing, Lord. And, and how you orchestrated his life for his good and for your glory is just amazing. And how we can read about it, Jesus, uh, forever and ever and ever, because your word will not pass away. And so I thank you for these women. I thank you for um, our time together. I thank you that um, they've made a priority of being here, Lord. And I ask that the Holy Spirit would just uh, be alive and active in, in and through us as we um, finish the book of Daniel and uh, and then share about how Daniel has changed our lives, Lord. And so we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. amen. All right. Amen, amen. We learned last week in Daniel 12 that this is going to be... Um, is this funny? I was reading my Bible before I left, and I left it on the counter. <laughs> I have no Bible. All right. All right. It's Bible study, ladies. No, I'll be all right, Mary. Thanks. I do type it off in here, but I usually like to read the word first. But let's, um, but let's just go through the first, half, the first four verses quick of Daniel. What we learned last week is Daniel 12. One through four, this was Israel's time of trouble. Remember, this is the far prophecy, not the near prophecy of Antiochus Epiphany, but this is the far prophecy past us. And if you have your little timeline of Daniel 11 and 12 out, remember that will be a good thing because we're talking about the far prophecy, which means past the little happy face that you should put in uh, after May 14th, 1948, when Israel uh, became a nation again, and the rapture. Because the rapture is the next big what? Next big event on what? God's timeline, right? Next big event. When? Okay, that's what's going to happen. So, Daniel is being visited by um, some angels, and the angels are now telling him what the vision means. And um, over the years we realize that, or I should say centuries, that God has revealed to mankind his pattern for the ages. Sometimes he reveals them in huge, huge chunks. Sometimes he reveals them in little tiny you know, tidbits along the way. Okay, Until we got to the book of Revelation, which is the last letter um, written to the... Um, uh, churches, right, and the seven churches, and in Revelation 20, which we read last week, uh, it contains the info that helps explain Daniel 12, 1 through 4, because we learned that there will be three resurrections, remember? We learned there will be three resurrections. In verse 1, it said, at the time of Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was seen I'm sorry, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. This is pertaining, remember, to the Jews during what portion on your timeline there? The seven-year what? 
the great trib, right? The great tribulation, the seven years of great tribulation, okay? So, we've got Michael the archangel, all right? He's going he's gonna to stand up. He is, remember, Satan's true opposite, okay? He's not the opposite of Jesus because uh, he has no authority. Who is in charge of Satan? God, absolutely, all right? But he's the opposite of Jesus. And um, Michael's the high-ranking angel who's the good one, and Satan's the high-ranking angel who's the evil one, okay? Now, remember that Michael is the one who is the protector of Israel, always has been, always will be, and especially during the tribulation, okay? And so the angel is telling Michael, excuse me, the angel is telling Daniel, this will be a time of trouble for the Jews like they have never seen before. And we know that the Jews have always had trouble, okay? They've had the horrors of the fall of Samaria and Jerusalem. They've had the um, terrors wrought with Antiochus Epiphanes that we learned about, okay? We have the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans. Remember, it started by Babylon. Then who defeated Babylon? Medes Persia, then who defeated Medes Persia? Greece, then who defeated Greece? Rome, okay? So then they um, destroyed Jerusalem. Then they had the persecution from the church with the Jews during the Dark Ages. Then we went to the 20th century horrific Holocaust that we know about. However, you put all those things together that has happened to the Jews, it won't hold a candle to what's going to happen during the tribulation. Okay, so this time of trouble will be different, and this will be the worst time of trouble that Israel has ever seen, all right? Jesus even talked about it in Matthew 24, all right? And so the Jews always been the target of Satan. He has sought to destroy them. Why? Why has Satan thought, thought why has Satan sought to destroy them? God's chosen people. Jesus is a what? Jew, and he came to die for the whole world for us, right? Okay, the whole lineage, right, is through the Jewish people, all right? Remember, the Gentiles got grafted in. The whole lineage is through the Jewish people, okay? And so he's always tried to thwart the purposes of God. And last week I told you, you know, he's not the smartest, you know, he's not the sharpest tool in the toolbox, right? I mean, really, he's not going to win. He doesn't time and time and time again. Little tiny Israel is like a little plot of land about this big compared to everything around it. And this is God's chosen land that he actually will return to, right? That he will return to. So he will make sure that it is there. Now... Then we have the two favorite words, but God, right? But there's a promise. He's always the deliverer, right? And it says, at that time, you people shall be delivered. Okay, so the angel's message to Daniel has been pretty bleak, remember? And now all of a sudden, he's like, but wait. You know, God's people are going to be vindicated. God's enemies will be judged, okay, in regard to this truth. And so I want you to know, it says in 1B, at that time, your people shall be delivered. But there's a disclaimer. Everyone who's what? Found in what? Verse? In the book. Exactly, Tammy. Every name who's found in the book. Okay? So, the deliverance will come, but it must, you must come by faith to know God, right? In the church time through Jesus. You know, back then it was through, remember, you're made righteous because you followed the sacrificial ways of asking um, God to forgive your sin, okay? And so he would impute to you righteousness, okay? But you still had to come by faith. All right, so here's the deal. All right, each Jew who places his faith um, in Jesus, his or her faith in Jesus, during the tribulation will be preserved through that period and eventually delivered, 
Okay? From it. Okay? We see that in Daniel 12, what he just says here, and we see that in Revelation 7, 2 through 8. Okay? These Jews and all other saints, okay, who survived the tribulation will be the people who repopulate the earth, okay, during, during the millennia. All right? So, where are we during the tribulation? Heaven. We're raptured out of here, right? Okay, we're raptured out of here, okay? And the tribulation then starts. All right, so, but the promise of deliverance isn't for every single last person of Jewish heritage, and it's not for every single last person of Gentile heritage. It's for those whose name are found written in the book, in the book of life. Okay, Revelation 20 tells us. The book of life is a chronicle which lists the name of every human being who has ever trusted in Jesus as their Savior. That's Revelation 20, verse 12. So who's written in the book of life now? Huh? There's our name. I'm not sure which name he's choosing for me. I've had many. But uh, <laughs> and he's forgiven me for them all. So thank you. Well, not the last one. But, you know, so thank you, Lord. Okay, so... Uh, and so our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. All right, so, but Israel as a whole will be known as people who trusted in Jesus as their Savior, as their Messiah, okay, and will truly turn to the Lord. Romans 11, 25 through 25, 25 through 27 tells us that. Now, then there were the three resurrections, okay? Verse 2, the resurrection of the dead. And many of those, remember the angel still telling this to Daniel. And the angel says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to what? Everlasting life, and some to what? Everlasting what? Well, what does it say? What does the word say? To shame, to everlasting shame, right, and everlasting contempt, which is hell, correct, all right? So, many in Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Okay, this is the resurrection of the body. Some are going to res- be resurrected to everlasting life. Some are going to be resurrected to everlasting shame and contempt. All right? There are two resurrections the Bible teaches. One for the saved, one who knows Jesus as their Savior, right? And one for the damned. Okay, John 5, 29 tells that. And Revelation 20 tells us that as well that we read. And I, met, and I mentioned last week, if we really believed that each of us and our spirit of influence, that everyone is an eternal soul just on loan here to earth, that our life would change profoundly. Because you would be about his business. Because every single person that you see is either going to be eternally with him or not. Or not. Okay? So, everlasting contempt, the shame, that's the terror of hell, it never, ever, ever ends. It says from ages to ages, right? You do not perish. There is not an annihilation. As we are eternal beings. It's where are you going to spend your eternity? Okay? It, it doesn't stop. Alright? And so, um, they will perish, excuse me, they will not perish for all of eternity. Okay? They will just continue suffering torment. Alright? And so, when you read in Revelation 20, verse 10, that it describes eternal punishment for the devil and the Antichrist, you know, in the Greek language, it means ages to age to age to age to age. It's non-ending. Okay? So, there are groups that will be resurrected. We learned that there will be three groups, right? They'll be resurrected last week. We learned that all believers and unbelievers, okay, who have died will be bodily resurrected at the end of the tribulation. Okay, we'll know, we know that from 1 Thessalonians 4. And the first group of believers to be resurrected um, during the event called the rapture is who? 
right? Believers. believers, right. Our believers, a group of believers to resurrect you who trusted in Christ during the church age. Who trusted in Christ during the church age. And the dead in Christ will rise what? First, and then we will, those who are living, okay, if it happened today, right? The dead in Christ rise first. It says in First Thessalonians, and then we will meet them in the... Air. air and forever will be with the Lord that's a rapture remember you're snatched up out of here rapture means you go up you're snatched up like Enoch when he was walking along right walking along friend of God such a friend of God that God said you know what I want you he raptured him right up didn't ever experience death just raptured him right up okay that's rapture okay the coming of Christ the second coming of Christ we come with him that's always coming down that's always coming down to earth. Rapture is always snatching up. Okay? And so we will be snatched up. This resurrection event will occur at the time of the rapture. Okay? The second group of believers to be resurrected will be the saints who died prior to the church age and those who died during the trip. Prior to the church age and those who died during the trip. Okay? They will be raised from their graves when Jesus returns to establish his millennial kingdom. Okay? Alright, so it tells us that in Revelation 20, Isaiah 26, and 1 Corinthians 15. Okay? So, there's the second group of resurrected people. Now, the third group of resurrected people, okay, will be all deceased, what? Believers or unbelievers? Unbelievers. All deceased unbelievers, okay? They'll be resurrected and judged what? According to their deeds. According to their works. Not a good thing to be judged by. Okay? We'll be judged according to their works that they performed while they're alive here on earth. Okay? And this will happen following the thousand year reign of Jesus. Alright? That's in Revelation 20. And since... Can works save anybody? No. Since works can't save anybody, it says that in Romans 3, it says that in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, okay? All unbelievers will be sentenced to everlasting punishment in hell. It says that in Matthew 25, uh, and 2 Thessalonians 1, and Revelation 20. Now, as real as we love John 3, 16, right, in Philippians 4, Oh, don't be anxious for anything, right? And all those that you just, you know, in Philippians, the joy and all this. These verses are just as real and just as true. That's why we need to be sober about how we live a good conduct, holy life unto him so that people will follow us to the throne, okay? We need to continue to be that way. So, um, and so... In verse 3, then we have the promise of, uh, for the righteous. Remember that will shine like stars, even brighter than on our lantern walk on Thursday nights right at, at, at um, Fort Wilderness. When they, against the canopy of the sky, the bright stars, right? They shine the brightest, don't they? Against the dark. The bright North Star and Pleiades and, and Big Dipper and everything, they just pop out, right? So uh, when you're bringing people to know Jesus, right? When you're bringing turn many to righteousness, you shine even brighter. You shine, and, and that brightness will last what? Forever. Forever and ever and ever. It doesn't only last here, it lasts there. It's always a win-win situation, right? Because you're not dealing with the temporary anymore. You're dealing with the eternal, right? You're not dealing with the stuff that's going to pass away. You're dealing with stuff that will live forever. And so you will shine forever and ever. Now, this specific... Um, Scripture is not only dealing in general with us, but it's, it's it dealing with the tribulation time because 
these people that are wise and turn many to righteousness, okay, is the specific application of the 144,000 evangelists, the little Paulettes, who will be, you know, from Israel's tribe during the tribulation. They will be, they are the Jewish remnant. They will be the ones going around and sharing the good news of the Messiah. Okay, this is the Messiah. You, you missed him when he was born. Don't miss him now. Okay, don't miss him now. And so many, many may. This will be the huge salvation of the Jews, okay, during the tribulation because of all um, these little Paulettes going around, okay? They will teach God's word during the trib, great deal of courage, great deal of sharing boldly the good news of Jesus Christ. And my question to you last week is why don't we do that now? Why don't we do that now? Right? Do it now. We are the lights. We are the one who shares. Do it now. All right? So, the conclusions of the book in verse 4 says, the angel says, hey, Daniel, seal up the book. Seal it up. Okay, shut up the words. Seal up the book. Okay? The words need to be kept um, safely right until the time that they're needed. Seal it up. It's like an authenticating of it, right? And the message, preserving it, needs to be sealed up until the time of the end. Until the time of the end. So, Daniel's prophecy was of some value during his day, obviously, okay? But there would come a day, the time of the end, which we're not even at yet, right? When the prophecy, okay, has even more importance, all right? So it's important then to shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end, okay? And so, you know, God has sealed them, just like he shut the door on the ark we talked about, right? And so, you know... Then, then it will be revealed in his time. So he shuts it up till the time of the end. Now, we're getting closer and closer to the time of the end, right? So if you notice, it's sort of peeping open a little bit now. All right? 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 All the different things, all the birth pangs, all this stuff. We're awake. We're watching. We're, we're not sleeping, right? We're awake. We're watching what's happening, okay? And, uh, I mean, and the persecution of the Christians here are just amazing now, how it just riled up with um, focus on the family and Franklin Graham, Samaritan's Purse, and all the IRS stuff that they did. And, uh, I mean, oh, my goodness. Going after all the, the Christians. It's happening. Right? Right? Oh, we'll be preserved. We just shine brighter, that's all. We shine brighter. You watch... You, see, what, what church was it in Revelation that took off in Christ. Do you remember the seven churches in, in Revelation? The persecuted church. The persecuted church, okay? The persecuted church. The one that's persecuted is the one that just grew and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. That's what's happening to us, right? You guys, you have to know where you stand. You're on the rock, right? You just keep growing. You just keep becoming brighter. You're turning many to righteousness, right? If God be for you, who can be what? Who can be against you, right? You're you're living until that you know in in great great days to be a believer in great days, okay? So then he says, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase, okay? This is describing a characteristic of the time of the end, okay? And many will take this prediction as like fulfilled in travel, okay? And information explosions, like information shall increase. Do you think that's happening? <laughs> Just wondering, <laughs> okay? Um, and so. And so we, we, look at, we look at this and we go, wow, all right, look at what God's doing. And we learned their takeaways last week in verses 1 through 4 that, you know, man honors the famous but soon, what, forgets about him. But God does what? He, he honors the unknown and he never forgets him, right? That's what he does. That's who God is, okay? Um, man gives rewards now. God saves his until later. 
right? It's not, you don't need the immediate gratification. He likes you to be refined, right? He's the long-suffering God. We get them later, okay? How much better to receive an imperishable reward with him in heaven, right? Than just something right now that temporarily will go away, right? And then thirdly, man's method is connected with time because we are time objects, okay? Remember, God's outside of time, okay? But our... Our methods are connected with time. God's is connected with eternity. With eternity. Okay? So, we kick into verses 5 through 7, and the angels are talking to each other. All right? The angels are talking to each other, and Daniel, once again, overhears. He overhears this. And they're saying, um, then I, he's saying, then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this riverbank, this is on the Tigris, and the other on that riverbank, and one said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half a time. And when the power of the Holy People has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. Okay. Daniel 12, 5 to the end of the chapter, okay, is basically about the end of the age. Okay, the end of the age, okay? If you remember, the book of Daniel, okay, look at your little timeline, okay? The book of Daniel started with the fall of Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Right there. That's where the book of Daniel started, remember? King Nebuchadnezzar went and got who? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all the Hebrew boys that he wanted out of the temple from Jerusalem because he besieged Jerusalem, all right? So that's how Daniel first started, by besieging Jerusalem, okay? And the exile of many Jews to Babylon, okay? Daniel now comes to a close, all right? The book of Daniel comes to a close. It reveals the future period where Jews will be persecuted by the Antichrist and purged by God, Okay? So, that's how this comes to a close. And there are four major elements that we go through in the end of Daniel 12. We learn about the individuals that are involved. We learn about the questions that are asked. We learn about the answers that are given. And we learn about the final outcome. And so, and so Daniel, basically, in verses 5 through 7, is saying, well, how long will this trouble be? He knows that this is going to be, wow, this is horrible for my people. Okay, how long will this trouble be? So here they are, standing on the Tigris River. Two others, one on this riverbank, the other on that. Okay, so Daniel's back on the riverbank. They first mentioned in Daniel 10, verse 4, when he had the other vision. Okay, and so remember, the visions of Daniel 10 through Daniel 12, okay, have all taken place as Daniel stood at this riverbank. Okay, so one guy clothed in linen, Big key, angel, right? Clothed in linen, okay? How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? He's asking the other dude. He's asking the other angel, okay? And so here they are standing on the riverbank as angels, and one angel is asking um, not for the benefit of the other angel, but for the benefit of who? Daniel. So Daniel could overhear this, and also for our benefit. So it could be written down. So it can be written down, okay? And one of the angels holds up his right hand and his left hand uh, to heaven and swore by him who lives forever. So it's a solemn oath. This is a solemn oath, and he announces that the time of trouble will be a time, times, and a half a time. Do you remember what that is? That's what? Three and a half years. Excellent. That's three and a half years, okay? So this prediction 
was emphasized by a solemn oath and by a miracle happening when he was speaking it. What was he doing when he was speaking it? What does it say? He was what? Was he on the water? Was he above the water? What was he? He was above the water. He's like walking on water, okay? So there's a miracle that's happening. He's walked on water when he's telling the other angel, okay, and Daniel, that these things would happen within three and a half year period, okay? Now, many, many times in the Old Testament, there is a showing of the pre-incarnate who? Jesus. The pre-incarnate Jesus. So who do you think this other angel is? Angel of the Lord. It's Jesus. Okay? Pre-incarnate Jesus. So here's pre-incarnate Jesus with another angel sort of bantering back and forth. Jesus makes sure, you know, hey, you know, and he gives gives it to the Father, right? And here he is, you know, walking on water. It's like, oh! Right? And there's Daniel hearing hearing this from them. Okay? So... It's a three and a half year period, okay, and, and that's well known in other biblical passages we've already studied. If you look at your um, timeline, the three and a half years comes right smack dab in the middle of what? The tribulation, right? When, and what happens at the three and a half year mark? The abomination of desolation, and then it gets horrific, the last three and a half years, okay? In fact, I want you guys to know, the first three and a half years of the, of the tribulation, we hardly know anything about we know about the last three and a half years. Okay? But we hardly know anything about the first three and a half years. Alright, so we see you do not have to look these up. I just want you to realize that when we have talked about this three and a half year period before, in Daniel 7, verse 25, it describes it as a period that saints are given into the Antichrist's hands. Okay? During this time, this is the three and a half years. The the last three and a half years of the trip, okay? They're given into the Antichrist's hands, it says in Daniel 7.25. Daniel 9.27, it describes it as a period of the breaking of the Antichrist's covenant with Israel, the erection of the abomination of desolation in, um, in the temple, and the establishment of... Um, of that kingdom, okay? And so you remember the abomination of desolation, remember even with Antiochus Epiphanes, right, was all the swine and everything back then when he desecrated the temple, remember in the Maccabean War brought it back to be, but then it's always been a problem. In the tribulation at that point, the Antichrist sits on the throne of the temple of God, right, in Jerusalem, and he calls himself who? God. He calls himself God. He says, you know, this is it. I'm God. Okay, this is the abomination of desolation. All right? And so we know that um, this is the period of Antichrist's covenant. He's breaking it with Israel. In other words, he's wooed him in the first three and a half years. Okay? You know, he and his little marketing dude, you know, the false prophet, are all, you know, you know, all smooth talkers, all this, and wooing him in until this happens, and then horrible the last three and a half years. Okay, um, we also see in Daniel 12 verse 7 um, that we talked about before it describes it as a duration of the time of trouble for Israel time of trouble for Israel uh, Revelation 11 verse 2 describes it as a period that the holy city will be tread underfoot by Gentiles Revelation 11 verse 3 describes it as the period of ministry um, and then Revelation 12, 6 and 14 describes it as a period that Israel is preserved by God in the wilderness, perhaps just a remnant. And then Revelation 13, verse 5 describes it as the duration of the Antichrist's authority to rule, to persecute, and to blaspheme. 
to rule, to persecute, and to blaspheme, okay? So when you take all these together, I don't expect you to remember them all. There's no history test, okay? Um, or prophecy test, all right? But when you put them all together, I want you to understand, we're obviously dealing with the last half of Daniel's 70th week. Remember, it's the 70th week. Remember we went through all of that? 70th week, okay, which is the Great Tribulation. The 70th week equals the Great Tribulation, okay? And we know very little about the first half of the Tribulation. Now, in verse um, 7, still it says, When the power of the holy people has been shattered, all these things shall be finished, okay? The people of Israel, okay, the Jews will be completely crushed as these things end, okay? But at that time, the Messiah, Jesus, okay, whom they trust before he returns, will return to rescue him, them, right? That's, in other words, they trust in the Messiah, right? And then soon he's returning to rescue him because remember, after the seven years are done, what happens? He comes down, right? And they have the battle of, Armageddon, okay? Is there really a battle going on? No, we learned in Revelation 20, it's pretty much all done, right? He comes with the sword in his mouth with all of the heavenly hosts and us, and it's a done deal before it's even started. However, then the birds have the best feast ever they've ever had, remember? Okay, so in verse 8, Daniel then has a question, okay? And this is his last question that he asks. He says, you know, how is it going to turn out? How is this going to turn out? He says, although I heard, I didn't understand. And then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Remember, he's crying out. He's crying out. He doesn't understand. Although I heard, I didn't understand. Quite frankly, that really comforts me. (laughs) Doesn't it you? Daniel, who was given the ability to what? The gift of what? Interpreting dreams, even knowing the dream. Remember, he knew Nebuchadnezzar's dream when Nebuchadnezzar didn't even tell it to him. Remember? And then he interpreted it. Daniel goes, okay, I've heard all of this, and I still don't understand. Okay? I love that. It, uh, that comforts me. Daniel didn't understand it all either. Okay? Even though he heard it firsthand. He's hearing it firsthand from an angel and pre-incarnate Jesus angel. <laughs> and he's like, oh, look, he says, what are you right? I mean, you know why? Because we've got the what brain? Finite brain. Right? We don't have the infinite. Right? We don't see the end from the beginning. The beginning from the end. We don't see it all together as the parade. Right? We just see it going by us. All right? And so, of course, you're not going to understand it all. We will one day. We will one day. Okay? And he says, what shall be the end of these things? Okay? Perhaps Daniel, I can just see him. You know, perhaps he's just asking this because he's anxious, you know, because he's like, all right already, you know, okay, well, when's going to be the end of these things? You know, I mean, this stuff is not great stuff. When does it come to an end, okay? And maybe he's anxious or maybe he really understood just how terrible this time of trouble would be for his, you know, his Jews, his people. And he's crying out for them. You know, when will the end be? And then the answer comes in verses 9 through 13. The answer comes in verses 9 through 13 that God will purify his people, okay, and has set a limit um, of days to the time of trouble, okay? And so there is a... There is an answer and, which says that God will purify and preserve his people, and has set a limit of days to the time of trouble, which is a good, good thing, right? 
that there's an answer, that there's going to be a limit because God's in control. What's the whole theme of Daniel? God's in control. I'm sovereign over everything. I rule as I want, when I want, with who I want, right? I'm it, all right? (coughs) Excuse me, and I will do as I will, when I will, to receive the most glory. And he says in verses 9 through 13, he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be um, 1,290 days. Blessed is, isn't that amazing? Here it's like so out there and nebulous kind of thing. And Daniel's like, I don't understand. They goes, there shall be 1,290 days. Whoa! Wow! Man, that's exact. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, all right. I mean, he asks, you guys, he says, if you, remember, you guys, if you don't ask, you're not going to receive, right? Have you ever gotten that? Ask. He tells me, ask. Ask me. And you will see great and mighty things that I will do. Ask me. Daniel asks him. It's like, okay, you know what? What is going on? You know, and, and, and then he tells him this. But I love this when he says, all right, There shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise to the inheritance at the end of the days. Now Daniel's going, okay, that's not the same number. (laughs) Okay, and what's going on, right? So uh, the, the biggest part here to understand is, he says, go your way, Daniel. Okay, in other words, I got this all handled. You need to be about being about the Father. You continue purposing in your heart, resolving in your heart, doing the next right thing, being the one who you know follows me. The command, it's a command, guys, to go your way. Literally mean, doesn't mean to go physically. That doesn't mean to go physically, okay? The angel is telling Daniel to, to have a mental departure from all of this questioning. You need to be settled in this, the settled assurance that I am in control, and quit haranguing yourself with this mental questioning all this time of the future that I already have done in the heavenlies. You need to keep your eyes on me. You don't need to keep questioning, I got it already done. You just become more like me and watch me work. Okay, That is the most important thing. Notice he says that first. That's a command. Go your way, Daniel. Not, he's not meaning physically. He means to have a mental departure from all these questions. Okay, And, and so more details would be revealed later. All right? So Daniel must be content with what God has revealed thus far. Same with us. Same with us. Okay, You don't go searching for every little nook and cranny and this kind of stuff. We've been given everything we need right here in the Word of God. It's the, wherever my Bible is. You know, right here in the Word of God, it has, write it back in the counter, right? It has everything we need, right? It's, it's the complete revelation of God. Done. Don't go look at another books. Don't go look at another thing or somebody else's idea or somebody else's this or somebody thinking, oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be this day. That's a bunch of hooey. Okay? That's a bunch of hogwash. Do not rely on anybody else's trying to do numerology and whatever they're trying to do. All right? That is not what he even commanded Daniel as he told him. He told him specifically. Okay? He said, go your way, Daniel. Don't be mentally exhausted over this stuff. 
I want you to keep following me, right? And I got it all handled. So you just keep doing the next right thing, okay? He says, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. So Daniel must make a mental departure. Okay, he must choose to make a mental departure from his questioning because all the revealing of these things he was told isn't going to be until when? The time of the end, until the future. And so Daniel, if you continue questioning, if you continue mentally haranguing yourself, you're only bothering yourself. And you're going to miss out on what I have for you now. And it's the same thing with us. It's the same thing with us. God has it done. He knows exactly when he's coming back. He knows exactly whose names are written in the book. We are to be about his business, the king's business, right? We are to just be doing the next right thing, going and telling and living so that we can hurry him, we can hurry his return as we live a godly conduct life, right? We can hurry his return, all right? And so um, until then, you know, there's a sense that these prophecies then that are all closed up and sealed. Okay, now, we shouldn't think that there wasn't any instruction, that there wasn't any blessing or any benefit in these words in that generation. Okay, because there was. Because there was. But as we get closer to the time of the end, okay, it becomes more and more. It becomes more and more, okay? The meaning of these prophecies would be less mysterious at the time of the end. Are you following me? Because things will be revealed as, as the future goes on. In other words, here's Daniel, and here's us. Okay? All right, so between Daniel and us, things have been revealed. Is that correct? Okay. All right, between us and the rapture, things will be revealed if we make it to the, you know, if God tarries that long, or that short, whatever it is. <laughs> God tarries, and then it comes for the rapture, right? Okay, we will know, okay? It becomes less and less mysterious because he's revealing things along the way that he's already said in prophecy. Okay, is there any prophecy that needs to be completed before he comes back? No. No. All fulfilled. All fulfilled. We're just in his big old waiting room. Na, 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 right? Right? And we are to be about his business as we are in his waiting room, okay? So... The massive interest in prophecy, all right, and the incredible development of understanding biblical prophecy in the last 150 years, just in the last 150 years, okay, should make us see that we truly are at the time of the end, okay? Just just the interest in that alone, okay? And so, um, as I was reading, I forget who this guy was, I should have written it down, one of the commentators, um, he said, one of the common arguments against some understandings of biblical prophecy is, your, ide- your ideas are new. The early church or Christians through the ages didn't teach these things. Your ideas are wrong because they are new. But this word to Daniel, that the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end, should make us think should make us think differently as we get closer to the time of the end. Then listen to this. This is extremely important. Additionally, when we look at church history, we see that God has successfully had the church focus on specific areas of doctrine at different periods of time. Okay? Our present understanding of many areas of biblical teaching were only most carefully and precisely defined after God appointed the church to focus on that doctrinal area. All right? The second through the fourth centuries, the church focused on the doctrine of Scripture. 
the 2nd through the 4th centuries, the church focused on the doctrine of Scripture. The 4th century, the focus was on the doctrine of God. In other words, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay? The 5th century, the focus is on the doctrine of Christ. In the 5th through 7th centuries, the focus was on the doctrine of man. In the 15th and the 17th centuries, the focus was on the doctrine of salvation. And in the 16th and 17th centuries, the focus was on the doctrine of the church. So it shouldn't surprise us, he says, that it was not until the 19th and 20th centuries, the time of the end, that the focus would turn upon the doctrine of the last things and the return of Jesus. Okay? So, when did the last, when did the last days begin? <coughs> Exactly, right? When he sent it out of here, right? That was the start of the last days, okay? That was the start of the last days. So are we closer to the last days? Yes, yes. Do we see the birth pangs? Do we see stuff happening? Do we see what he's saying? Yes. So we have um, a bigger interest in prophecy that way, all right? And so I understand that. But I want you to be very careful in something. He said, Daniel, go your way, okay? And that's a command. He wants him to not be mentally harangued about this. He wants him to continue being the person that he's been, in him, watching him, looking forward, um, resolving in his heart, right, to do the next right thing and to live for him. And God's like, I got all the rest done. Just keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. And watch and wait. But you watch and wait expectantly because you know. Because you know. And then share that joy with others around you. Right? Okay, so he says, in closing, many shall be purified, made white, and refined. Okay? Another prediction for what was future to Daniel. Okay, this, this degree of purification, you have to remember, could not have happened until Jesus died on the cross. Okay, so this is a future prophecy. Because when you are purified, made white, and refined, that never happened when you had the innocent animals being sacrificed. Okay, it couldn't be, because they weren't perfect and pure. That's why they had to keep what? Sacrificing. Sacrificing. When Jesus came for one for all, he was the perfect sacrifice. So, so this would only be possible after the finished work of Jesus on the cross. All right? And he continues to say then, though, but the wicked shall do wickedly. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked will do wickedly. Okay? And so, most specifically, this means during the prediction of the end times, okay? When the wickedness will abound more than ever. We know that. We're raptured out of here and evil just takes off with the Antichrist and with his government, okay? However, an innumerable amount of people will also come to know Jesus, right? They will be saved because of what they have seen happen of us being resurrected out of here, okay? Or raptured out of here, I should say. And that's in Revelation 7, 9 through 10. There'll be a huge revival that will go on, okay? But it will still be easier to die for Christ during the tribulation than it will be to live for him. Okay? And then he says, And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Now, this is an amazingly specific prophecy. Okay? Daniel says, From the time of the abomination of desolation, when is that? When's the abomination of desolation? Halfway through the trip. Excellent. Halfway through the trip. All right? Okay. So, you can just start simply marking off your calendar, all right, to the final consummation of all things, 1,290 days later. Okay? So, 
This is why Jesus pointed to Daniel's prophecy of the abomination of desolation, okay, as the sign that would mark the immediacy of his return, meaning his second coming, his return to earth, okay, to establish his millennial kingdom. That's in Matthew 24, verse 15. Even Jesus talks about it, okay, that when you see the abomination of desolation, be ready because I'm coming back. I'm coming back with my return. And then he goes on to say, Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. Okay, wait a minute, 1,290 days, 1,335 days. Okay, so what is the relation between three and one half years? This is 1,260 days. Okay, specifically in, that was in Revelation 11 verse 3, okay, and Revelation 12 verse 6, and the 1,290 days that are mentioned here, okay, and then the 1,330 days that are mentioned here. So we're like, I'm sorry, 35 days that are mentioned here, okay? Well, it's difficult to be certain, okay? This is one of these things where Scripture interprets Scripture, but it's difficult to be certain. And so that I want to say right, right up front, okay? We could say that at the end of the 1,260 days, Jesus returns, okay? Because that's three and a half years, correct? Okay? We could say that, all right? Then at the end of 1,290 days, okay, Jesus' government is officially installed. Okay, so he returns. There's all the stuff that goes on you when he returns. Okay, all the war, judgment, all cut. Yep, everything that goes on. And then, and then his government is officially installed. And then at the end of 1,335 days, the nations are judged. The nations are judged. That's in Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Okay, so. Um, one of the commentators I read all the time, his last name is Smith, he says this, It is quite possible that this period of judgment of those that have lived through the tribulation period and have survived somehow during this holocaust when God's judgment will be poured out upon the earth, when they are brought to stand before Jesus at this judgment, that this judgment of the Lord will take a 45-day period. Okay? And so what they're looking at is, is you've got, you know, that Jesus returns in three and a half Years, okay, 1,260 days, okay. At the end of 1,290 days, Jesus' government is officially installed. And at the end of 1,335 days, the nations are judged, according to Matthew 25, 31 through 46, okay. And I'm just sharing that, that that is what it could be, all right. It is not for certain, okay. But that is what it could be. But the important part is he gets back to once again is, but you, Daniel, you, Daniel, Go your way till the end. That's how it ends. Daniel 12, that's how it ends. But you, Daniel, go your way till the end. Okay? So here's Daniel's mind, you guys. Filled with frightening, exciting stuff. All this prophetic thoughts. Okay? I mean, his mind had to be like a whirlwind of prophetic thoughts. And this is about his people, all right? And it might have been very easy for him to be very distracted with this, right? I mean, he's been given this. He tells him to seal it up, to shut up the words, seal it up, and this, this. And now he could be very distracted. You know how when, you know when someone tells you something? And it's something that that is just something that that they just want to share with you, and and they've never shared with anyone else, and they just need to like confess because they've confessed to the Lord, and then they confess to you. Now you have that information. You, that's happened to you before, right? Now you have that. Okay, you know that can 
mentally harangue you, right? Okay, that, can you imagine this prophecy in Daniel's mind? Continually, continually. And so that's why the angel kept saying, but all you're responsible for, Daniel, is to go your way. In other words, this has been a blessing, Daniel. This is great. You know, I revealed stuff to you because, you know what, you're a friend of God, man. And I was told to come. I mean, how cool is this? Right? Now you go your way. You be the person that you are. You keep resolving in your heart, purposing in your heart, doing the next right thing, okay? And so he wants him to go your way to the end. God had a course that he wanted Daniel to complete. And ladies, God has a course, a race that you're on, that he wants you to complete. He wants you to finish well. Doesn't matter how you start, matters how you finish. He has a course that he wants us to complete. He wants us to run the race, win the prize, to win the prize which we are made for, okay? And so he is telling him, Daniel, you need to remain focused on that. Remain focused on running the race. Remain focused on that. Because there's a course that God has set out for you. And you have seen in the past, Daniel, that he is a faithful God and he will always be faithful. And I want you to run that race, okay? And so when you look at the end of Daniel, every single person has his way to go. Right? God has cut out a race for every single one of us to go, a course to go. And we're not to be looking at each other's race. I'm not supposed to be looking at Val going, I wish I was running Val's race. Val has a really cool race. Val has a better race than my race. I'd like to be on Val's road. No. No, Daniel, right, needed to keep his eyes on the prize. He had a pretty big race that he was running. And it wasn't easy. There were lots of hurdles, right? Lots of hurdles. But he kept his eyes on the prize. He kept on keeping on, okay? And here's another one. At the end of it, every one of us has an end. Right? Has an end. Every one of us has an end. We are eternal beings, but we all have an end. Right? He says, run till the what? Keep on what? Till the end, right? Go your way till the end. Go your way to the end. When we are released for eternal purposes, forever and ever and ever, right? And then there is rest that's provided for the people of God. Right? We get the rest provided for us as well as there is an inheritance for the people of God. Right? He tells us that. Okay? So when, when you see the beginning of Daniel and how you think, oh my goodness, look at this. These guys are, are being taken from the, the, the creme de la creme out of the temple of Jerusalem and now look at the end of it all the way. And then he just tells them very succinctly, go your way to the end, Daniel. That's huge. Go your way to the end, Margie, right? Tammy, go your way to the end. (laughs) Go your way to the end, right? Okay, and at the end, in closing, at the end of the Gospel of John, okay, at the end of the Gospel of John, Jesus told Peter that his destiny to die is a martyr. Do you remember that? He told him destiny to die is a martyr. And Peter wanted to know about John's destiny, about his... Well, I'm going to die the same way. What about him? What about John? How's he going? Um, uh, you know. And what did Jesus tell him? He says, um, what did he say? It's none of your business. It's none of your business. And he said, you follow me. It's none of your business. You follow me. Keeping our eyes on him. Keeping our eyes on the prize, the course that he has set out for us. It doesn't matter how John dies. It doesn't matter how Peter dies. It doesn't matter, you know, who, that that this made 
God receive more glory than this did. It doesn't matter that this person is healed totally and this person is not. Whatever it is that gives God the most glory, right? You just go to the end. It doesn't matter. In other words, you follow me. And in the same way, you know, Daniel was not to spend all of his time and energy speculating about all the stuff that things he couldn't know. Right? And so we aren't either. We are either. We are supposed to be satiated and satisfied with what he has given to us because it's the revelation of God. The word of God is. And we are to be satisfied that. And he should simply obey the word that was told him. Go your way till the end. Go your way till the end. And it's something that we all must do. And then you can live in that rest. You can live in the inheritance that he already gives us. Right? Because he sees us seated right in the heavenlies with him right now. That's what Hebrews says. You guys, there's nothing better than going your way till the end. Right? How simple is that? Just go your way. Right? I've got it. The settled assurance. God is in control. And that's enough. And that's enough. So I want to ask you, when you, when you looked at um, some chapters and went over some stuff this last week, and there were some things that God just went, whoa, this just slayed my heart. Whoa, this changed me. Whoa, this. Is there anybody that just wants to, to share and, and be able to bless? The, the Word of God says, you know, that they'll call evil good and good evil. And that's what's happening. And that's yeah, it's more the norm. And that's what's happening. So if you're not if if you're not grounded in the word, it's very easy to go along with the mass mentality. Okay? Because that's how you can call evil good and good evil. Okay, that's how uh, like right now you can pray for the Y because the Y is having a um, a big um, the Y it's the YMCA. Right? And it's Christian, okay? However, they're getting away from those foundational truths and they're just calling it the why and then on the bottom of their letterhead you know and then, then they took out um, Christian out of it and they put for social social upright social uprightness some social something okay however what's happening is is you know you can get a family membership okay a family membership is a man and a wife and their children in the household and now they're trying to redefine what a family membership is. That means anyone who is living in the same household. That means if a man marries a man, if a woman marries a woman, whatever it is. Okay? And that's totally against the Word of God. Okay? And so, and so they're really, you know, Bruce is praying and this, this kind of, you know, and everything. It's like because what is happening is, you know, then they're calling evil good. And good evil, because then they'll rationalize and say, "Oh, but you know, a good God would only look at you." Are you following me? The whole well, I mean, he'd say, "Of course, he'd offer it to everybody, and he offers salvation to everybody." But this is the way you walk. Now walk in it, okay? And so, and so, I mean, and that's what's happening. It's it's all it's all you know rationalization. It all becomes rather you know. Neutral, and then of course they they rationalize by saying, "Well, of course, God, you know, he's a good God." You guys, you forget that he can't be more just than he is good. He can't be more good than he is just. Okay, that's who he is. So, anybody else? That's good. Excellent. Pam. I like to read with the fiery furnace because I think as Christians, sometimes we think, well, if we pray enough. Well, you know, um, I am, uh, you know, I mean, Daniel has just changed my life. Just, 
you know, I've, I've taught Daniel years and years ago. And, you know, it depends on where you are with the Lord. You know, the closer and closer you get. I mean, that's why the Word of God never returns void. Because you're like, oh, yeah, I've read that book. No, no, no. It's living and active, right? Sharper than a two-edged sword. And so when the Lord kept saying, you know, you need to teach Daniel, I kept going, no, I'm thinking for a second Thessalonians. No, I'm thinking Daniel, right? And, and I mean, it was, it was absolutely for his purpose. And, and in my life, you know, as well. And, and to see how, um, how an Old Testament book, you know, just comes alive with his application, you know, with his, um, how we respond to him and, and how, you know, we are, we are, um, we, how we see, you know, in this amazing timeline of history and everything, I mean, how he puts this all together. It, it, it just, it just, what it does is it makes me fall in love more and more and more with Father God, you know, through what he's done through me in Jesus. I mean, because uh, to, to think that he reaches down and and, and and loves us and, and walks us through this and has this and has this incredible course and this plan. I mean, Father God, who, you know, holds the earth together, who, you know, hung the moon and the stars. I mean, and that he, each relationship with each of us, that he has each of this. I mean, it's just, you know, you just fall more in love with him. You just fall on your face, you know, and, and you just you just worship him. And you just know that you know that he will always come through. Always. And, you know, um, in the prayer time, um, like you mentioned, Chris, you know, as you're praying and you're pleading the promises like Daniel did, in the heat of the, pro- in the, heat of the problems, but you're looking at the promises, sit there and I just thank you. I'm so thankful. And in the way that you pray and you think, oh, okay, see this door opening and this and this. And then, of course, what your mind does, oh, this is the way she'll be healed. Oh, this is the way she'll, you know, and so she's going to a Christian boarding school and this, 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 and this is the way, right? And I mean, my brother-in-law is on the board of directors and this, 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 and they had a place and we went there and I got to, you know, preach at the chapel there and this, this, and, and, and look, Tori will be there and then God will have her and this, this, this. And that's not what turned out. Yes, it was another door that opened. Yes, it was the right way to go. Yes, it was. But, you know, we always think that this is then the be-all, end-all. You ever, you, that's what we do as human beings, right? We think, oh, we pray, we see, then this is, this is it. This is the be-all, end-all. This is the end. This will be the, the, the answer, right? And it's just another door that opens, right? And that's really what our life is. Right? We, we have to live pleading his promises because, you know, like Jesus says when we learned last year in, in retreat with overcome in John 16, right? In this world there's going to be trouble, but take heart for I've overcome the world, okay? Overcome is what? Now. 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 It's not, hey, you know, it's a done deal. What we overcome moment by moment by moment. Okay, and so, and so to see how, yeah, 
overcomer, right? We put those together, right? And so to see how, you know, he answers is the way he wants to answer, like what you were saying, Pam. You know, it's like, okay, you could intervene right here. I don't need to go in. You know who I am, Lord. You know I'm going to trust you no matter what. You don't need to put me in the fiery furnace, okay? And, and you know, he allows them to go in the fiery furnace, okay, for his purposes to be seen, okay? And that's what I've learned through, through Daniel. It's for his purposes. And think about not only the revival that broke out with, you know, what happened with everybody that's gathered there, but think about how even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were changed. Once again, it's just amazing. So, you know, when I think about, you know, when when you pray and plead His promises, you're you're counting on Him only, on Him only. And then he reveals it step by step by step because we want grace from now to when he comes back, right? To get us, and and he only gives us grace for what? For now, for right, right when we need it, absolutely right when we need it, and he pours it on, pours it on, pours it on, and so it's been like such a sweet time of um, of knowing him more and trusting him. Knowing that I have the settled assurance that he's in control. And then you would just wait and rest in that. And it's so, so sweet because, you know, your prayer is everything. It's everything. It's the engine that moves his hand. It's everything. I mean, I have learned that prayer is everything. And, and how that changes you and how you're allowed by walk, to walk by faith that way is amazing. And then you think, oh, this is great. And, and you know, um, this, um, this Christian boarding school and everything and, and my, um, you know, my family was, was um, helping out and, and, and things like that and with monies and all kinds of stuff. And now she's in a, you know, a psychiatric residential treatment um, facility, PRTF it's called. And... Uh, and that's 20000 a month. And it's like, okay, Lord, you know what? I know that you already have this done in the heavenlies. And so, I mean, so it's gone from like what, I, what it looked like, oh, look how God's answered here, to wow, this is really big, Lord. <laughs> you know, I mean, this was a drop in the bucket compared to this, okay? And, and I'm like, I mean, it's like the fiery fruit. It's like, wow, okay, all right? You know, and, 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 and it, I'm telling you, it doesn't rattle Brian and I at all. That's him. That's him. Because, you know, we were told, you know, that the long-term care there, you know, that our insurance through Humana, which is called LifeSync for mental health. Let me tell you, I have got a platform for mental health now. That, um, that I'm, that um, it, it's as good as the paper that it's on. And so when Brian had to sign as a guarantor for that, um, for that, he goes, we walk by faith this far, we're not stopping now. I thought, wow, is it Daniel or what? And he wasn't even in the group. <laughs> like, wow, thank you, Lord. But, I mean, do you see how he works? He just works and works and works because he wants you to grow up. He wants you to grow up because he doesn't go, oh, sorry, Margo, forgot about that detail. He already knew that. He already knew that. Right? He knew what Tori needed, and he knows that. And so we're, you know, we're thanking him already. 
we're thanking him already for what he's doing and what he has done and what he will continue to do. And it's just, it's so sweet to literally live with that settled assurance. So I pray that for you guys. That you live, no matter if you move, no matter what happens. That you live with that settled assurance that God is in control. Even when you think it's going to go this way, and he goes this way. Because you can imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Amendo didn't think they were going to go. I mean, they were living for Jesus. They were living for God. They were, you know, this, this. Okay, we didn't bow down this, this. Whoa. Absolutely. Or Daniel in the lion's den. He didn't think that. Right? And then God showed himself. And so that's what he's doing. So he's showing himself. Nothing better. Nothing better. He is amazing. He just continues to show himself and show himself and show himself his glory. At the end of um, Daniel, um, Chuck Swindoll, I just read this book at the very end. It's a very, very old book. But Chuck Swindoll says that he learned from the end of Daniel that the more time we spend with God, the more teachable we become concerning him. Isn't that true? The more time we spend with God, the more teachable we become concerning him. And then he said, the more questions we ask God, like Daniel did, the more dependent we become on him. Because he always answers. He's always answering. Right? And then lastly, the more truth we discover about God, the more profound he becomes to us. Isn't that true? The more truth we discover about God, in other words, we were reading the word of God, his truth, right? The more profound he becomes to us. It's not just like we're... Checking off our devotional, man. He is becoming our everything. Our everything. And it goes deeper, deeper, deeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. Comforting and exciting. Say again, honey. Comforting and exciting. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I read that years and years and years and years. Why does it have that much more meaning to me now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because as your faith grows, I know. All right, let's pray. I'm proud of you guys. Good job making it to the end. And uh, we're going to have a fellowship, um, and we'll tell you where it is. So stay tuned on the website or the email, all right? Do you want my house for something? For a teaching or for a fellowship? A sleepover. (laughs) 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 Kick him out. No. Um, uh, Well, we're going to get together. Is it the 19th? The 19th, right? Of June? Isn't that what it says? Our next time? The 19th? And we were trying to have a fellowship on that day. So, if you if you want to... What you say? No, it's a fellowship. Um, with teaching, but it's a fellowship. So we're going to, like, you know, try to bring eats and stuff and everything. So, um, well, if you want to wonderfully offer your home and you're available, that'd be great. We'll put it out. I'll check the calendar. Okay. Okay, and it's, re- it's really close to here, guys. Her home is. Yeah. Her. Yes. 19th of June. Yep. 19th, yep. That'd be great. Thank you, dear. Look at Linda write it on her hand. Just like, just like Becca does, right? Becca writes it on her hand. I'm like, what, are you still do that? She's like, yeah, Mom. <laughs> right, let's end in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come to you and we offer you uh, all the praise and glory that, uh, that you deserve and, and more so, Lord. We, we just uh, humbly bow before you. And we call you King of Kings and Lord of Lords and, and uh, the, the God who is enough. The God who is more than enough. Who gives us 
more love and more grace and more patience and more peace and more joy and more blessings and more authority and more power because of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we can walk whatever you have us on in our course, in our race. And you can just say to us, go your way to the end. Go your way to the end. Lord, let us finish well. We don't want to be quitters. We don't want um, to give up. We know that you have our course set and we want to be the marathon runner. We want to be the one who runs across the finish line with lots of speed, still cranking it. And so we're asking, Lord Jesus, that, um, that we would live um, in a way that we would desire you and desire your way and not our ways and to be um, living um, in such an obedient fashion with full of unforgiveness, uh, excuse me, God, full of forgiveness and not unforgiveness, Jesus, full of your grace, full of your truth. Lord, if there's anything that we need to, um, that you are convicting us of, Lord, may we run to you, Jesus, and, and ask forgiveness and, and make it right, Lord, so we can live in that pure and true time with you. I thank you for these precious ladies. I thank you for how they're hungry for you. I thank you for how they um, just um, desire you and want the meat of the word, Lord, and growing up in you. I praise you for that, Jesus. I thank you for their hearts for you and for each other and for those who don't know you and being about doing the kingdom work. Help us to live like Daniel, Jesus, this summer. Help us to live like Daniel. Help us to purpose in our heart to purpose in our heart, to do the next right thing, to keep our eyes on you, that we've already made the decision that this is the way we're going to walk, and now we're going to walk in it. And I thank you for that. I ask that you just pour a blessing over these ladies, Lord, during the summer. May they want to dig into your word. May they um, just want to be able to, to be in your presence and that non-negotiable face-to-face time with you, whether it's a devotional with your scripture, whether they're reading Psalms, whatever it is, Lord Jesus, that you have, just allow them to desire that non-negotiable face-to-face time with you. And Lord, I thank you for um, Tammy and her family. I ask that you just bless them and, and take them on their way, Lord. You have such great plans, Lord Jesus, and uh, new opportunities to be Jesus to a ton of people. I ask that there be just um, an amazing um, body of Christ there, Lord, that would just surround them and their children. I just ask that you would um, whatever you need to do with this lean situation in their home, Lord God, this isn't a surprise to you. I know it is to them, but you have this done, Lord, and however you want to show yourself in that, Jesus, we are asking that you would uh, remove it, um, or maybe it's a mistake, whatever it is, Lord, we know that you can work it out for their good and for your glory, and so we trust you in that. So I ask that you'd send them on their way and and let them um, be a little Daniels there, Lord, as they are um, in Cincinnati. And just bless them, Lord Jesus. And so thank you uh, for um, having us join you in what you're doing, Lord. And we want to be able to uh, fall more and more in love with you. So we could become more and more like you. And that we can just stand on your promises. So sweet. It's so precious. Lord, help us to live in a way 
that we speed your coming as we await to see you face to face, Lord. We ask this all in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh! You guys, does anybody want one of those books that Mary has still? She's got Expecting to See Jesus by Ann Graham Lotz. Uh, isn't it great? Awesome book. Pam, you read it already? Isn't it great? Who, over here, honey. Marini? What? That's Marini, my sister. Marilyn, I call her Marini. It's Marilyn, but I call her Marini. Do you one, sweetie? Ten. It's expecting to see Jesus. Um, and it's Anne Graham Lotz, and it's about talking about Jesus' return. And it's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing book. Yep. 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 And, and you guys read it this summer. Actually, Pam has it half read. Do you? Isn't it amazing? It's everything I'm teaching. It's it, it's everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mary, I want one for um, Becca. So I'm going to buy you one. I'll buy one. $12. Here, this is on me. You need it. You're welcome. Question. Yes, sweetheart. Yes. Can I have this? Yes, copy? you may. Okay, good. Yes, you may. It's not in color. Sorry, babe. No, that's okay. Mary, I took two. I owe you twice as much. I took two. Ladies, anybody else want one of these? Because I'm going to take some um, to Thursday and Monday. Angela, have you read this? I love her. Have you read Expecting to See Jesus about his return? It's everything I've been talking about. Here's on me. Thank you. Okay, I've taken three now. <laughs> See, this is Becca. Okay, you will love that. You, oh, Anne. I love Anne. I love Anne. I know, it is. I know. I, I sit here and I'm just, Anne, praise him. Yep. It's about, it's about go your, yep, go your way to the end. Yep, that's what it's about. All right, Marini, I'll pay you. You guys, anybody else want expecting to see Jesus? Get it now, because I'm going to take it on third. Does anybody else? Wasn't here, Marini? Was anybody else not here? Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Uh, I got all my lists now on this one. Okay. But um, I need to have a recount now, so I don't want you to send it with you. Okay, I have three. I took three. Okay. And then, that's, no, I'm paying you for three. And this is going to Thursday and Monday. Okay. Thursday and Monday. And if they don't buy it all, trust me, the ladies on Tuesday night will. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. All right. I don't know if anybody will. Take them last in October. No. Yeah, I'm done. For sure. I'm done.